Hong Kong. <laughs> what if just that was our intro? <laughs> <laughs> episode 194 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and it's spooky scary season. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. It is Halloween. It is. Um, and when this actually goes live, it's it's actually Halloween. Oh, great. Um, yeah, um, I think. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's true. Halloween's on a Wednesday. Yeah, so maybe it's... Maybelline? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know when this is airing. You're you're in charge of this. I don't remember. Maybe I did it backwards and I'm just going to change all of this. But I'm pretty sure this is the week of Halloween. Okay. So Um, we'll figure it out. Just like Jordan and I watch scary movies. Mm -hmm. Oh, which by the way, um, our theater in Thomasville, while slightly dumpy, does play old movies on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, I've been tricked by this. Um, oh, because I googled a movie recently and it was like playing in Thomasville and I was like wait a minute what yeah and I don't remember what it was well so we went and saw Rear Window Sunday night it might have been Rear Window because we've talked about Rear Window a lot I love just that watching movie. our neighbors through the windows I love that movie and so we went and saw it in the theater and it was so fun I also saw Dirty Dancing that way mm. Beetlejuice is next week great movie never saw it holds up okay so maybe I should watch it um it's when Alec Baldwin was considered a Baldwin Okay. And Is I, he in that? Yeah. Not Michael Keaton? Both. Oh, they're both in it? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Gina Davis. Gina Davis. So I'm um, interested in that. And somebody else, too. The Shining is the week of Halloween. Mm, Shining is so good. Guys, it is so good and legit terrifying. Still scary. Oh, it's so scary. Yep. Jack Nicholson, is he all there? Probably not. I feel like not. I don't think so. I feel like he's a little crazy. Yeah. Um, and I saw that movie when I was very, very young. You should not have. No. Um, it definitely psychologically scarred me for many years. Yeah. In ways Were that... Were you scared of Rivers of Blood? Hotel no. rooms? Twins? Um, bathrooms. Oh, bathrooms. <laughs> Did you like how I just went through the... <laughs> All the scary things, but um, bathrooms with old ladies in them, specifically. Oh, okay. um, yeah, that'll do, yeah. 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 So you anyway. should go see that as an adult only. Yeah. Um, cannot recommend The Shining for children <laughs> under, let's let's say 15. Which makes sense. Um, so we thought we'd do some seasonal reads. Some seasonal reads. Um, this is a fun feature of our podcast. We like to do spooky, scary reads, or if not spooky, scary, at least suspenseful. Yeah. Um, to we get you in the Halloween, do, yeah, the Halloween mood. for everybody. And like I've said in our newsletter, and I think on the show too, like, I know fall hits when I just have a craving for something kind of scary. I do too. We read this kid's book uh, in story time and it's called Boo to You Too. Mm-hmm. And the reason I like it is because the little kid, who's a pig, but this little pig uh, really wants a slight scare. Mm-hmm. Like Halloween or this time of year, you want something like right. slightly scary. Like this time, like we have a list of movies we watch. We also watch you know, the same ones mm-hmm. every year or new ones. Like I told you, we watched The Witch. But like yeah. one movie we watch faithfully every year around this time is Halloween, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, what is that movie with Harrison Ford? 
Um, what lies, yeah, lies beneath? beneath? Yeah, we or watched. What lies beneath? Yeah, we watch that every. Is that the one where Halloween. he drowns? Yeah. What's her name? Yeah. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Thank I was you. gonna say the. Cat. I was gonna say Michelle Pfeiffer, and then I was like, no, it's close to Flockhart, but no, that's who he's married that's to. That's right. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, who was in a movie recently. Probably. No, she was in. Um, Ant Man. Yes, that's it. She yeah. was in Ant Man, and she is aging better than Michael Douglas. For sure. Like, way better. And even though, like, it's clear that she's had, like, work done, yeah. as, like, most people in Hollywood have, like, yeah. she still looks good. Well, she still looks like herself. Yes. I Unlike feel like, Meg unfortunately, Ryan. yeah. Unfortunately, um, yeah. Which, I was listening, I'm sorry. You're fine. I was listening to Jamie Golden from the podcast, uh-huh. and she was talking about her 11s, which are, like, oh, DC. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not getting rid of those. She was talking about getting rid of her 11s, oh, and no. I was like... What? Am that's I like supposed my, to have to get rid of these? That's my whole face. I'm like touching my face all over. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what? These are just, that's just from squinting. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? We're talking about the lines between your eyes, <laughs> if that's not immediately clear, on this audio podcast. As I just keep looking at Chris like, do you see these things? Touching her face, pointing at the lines between her brows. <laughs> uh, I don't really take good care of myself, so it's not a concern. But, but honestly, our listeners are missing out on so much by not watching us because we're both very expressive people in our faces look extremely expressive faces i'm a little nervous we've got a photographer coming Mm -hmm. today to take our picture i hate picture day i know and i kept thinking jordan how are they going to take a picture of me and chris in a non-awkward way we might have to sit but then it'll be really weird we're just you're so tall Uh i'm so short we are not romantically involved. No. And most of the time, men and women, like the only time you see pictures together yeah. are engagement pictures or something. So I was like, how is this going to work? People are going to be very confused on my social media. Yeah. Like, who <laughs> is are. this other woman who's much shorter than Kelsey? <laughs> this does not make sense. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct. It does not. Spooky reads. Spooky <laughs> Spooky, scary seasonal reads. Um, I'll start off. Okay, um, good. I think it was my September shelf subscription because sometimes that's how publishing works and I couldn't get it in October. Yes. Um, but Faux by okay. Ian Reed. Yeah. Um, this is such a mind bender of a novel. Weirdly, and I haven't done any research into this, but the plot and theme are very similar to a movie that came out a few years ago called Enemy. Okay. By um, Denis Villeneuve, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, it's really good, very weird, and is beat for beat the same story, kind of, as Foe. Fascinating. And so they're called Foe and Enemy. What? And they're a very similar story. Oh, weird. Um, and so I need to look more into this before I point fingers. Yes. But there's some weird similarities there. That's weird. Yeah, because that movie's only a couple years old. Yeah. It's like 2013, 14, maybe. Anyway, Faux is really good. Um, Olivia read it too. It is really suspenseful. It keeps you on on 10, the entire book, every page you have to know. I got lots of feedback on Instagram on this one. Oh, People that I sent this one to really liked it. Yeah. And they were like, this was out of genre for me, but I really couldn't put it down. Oh, good. And I felt really That's gratified. always good praise. That's so good. Yeah. Um, to talk about it at all beyond what I've said is to spoil it. Okay. You really can't talk about it. Um, I feel like that's true of a lot of suspense stories. Like, it is. I'm about, what I'm um, about to name. I, I loved like, eh. Olivia's commentary, which was, I was convinced at some point that the main character was a chicken. And I was like, yeah, that's a good sell. That's a really good sell. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Is it too weird for me? 
Probably. Okay. But it's a good suspense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, perhaps a more conventional uh, turn is anything really, I think, by Fiona uh, Barton. Yeah. So Fiona Barton is somebody who I think gets overshadowed sure. by Tana French. Uh-huh. And Witch Elm came out uh, two weeks ago, I think, by the time this episode airs. And I feel like I've already sold that. Like, please, if you, even if you are not a Tana French fan, The Witch Elm. The Witch Elm. Do it. Try it. Um, but if you've already done Tana French or if you've done Louise Penny, I really think Fiona Barton is great. And I think we're not talking about her as much. Mm -hmm. She also is a British Irish author. Uh Um, but she's written the widow and the child. Right. I liked both of them. Um, again, they're kind of connected. So that's why I kind of point to Tana French. Um, but you don't have to, in my opinion, it's not super necessary that you read one before the other. Um, but I think anything by Fiona Barton is in that pretty typical suspense mystery thriller mm-hmm. uh, crime drama. Cool. Um, what else? Okay. I loved, and I'm going to say it again, I loved The Winters. Yeah. This is the book I confessed to Hunter. Mm-hmm. That and is to a, me a week previously. Yeah, is a retelling of Rebecca. Mm-hmm. I felt, I still feel like an idiot. I still, I think that was so dumb. I think you feel a little betrayed more than anything. I do. I feel like, wait a minute. And you know what it really is? I'm mad that I read it before Rebecca. Right. And I just feel like I did poor Rebecca a disservice. But it was not marketed as such. I don't think so. I don't think it's clear, at least from the back. Now, if you have read Rebecca, you will read the back of the book and immediately go... Oh. oh, this is Rebecca. Yes. But I did not have that experience. It's Rebecca from a different perspective, right? Yeah. Like... Well, it's still from the unspoken narrator. Okay. But it's just totally modern. And I think... Interesting. ...corrects, for lack of a better Interesting. term... Some of the things that maybe bothered me in Rebecca, I think are corrected for the modern era in the winters. That's very interesting. Um, so, even... Here's the good news. Even if you haven't read Rebecca... The Winters is so great. Um, <laughs> if you have read Rebecca, I think The Winters would be a fun compare and contrast. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. I think it's perfect seasonal reading. One of the newer voices, I think, in this kind of scary suspense genre is Riley Sager. Yes, that um, was on my list too. Yeah. Um, Final Girls and The Last Time I Lied so um, have come out in the past few years. Former bookshelf staffer Maddie mm-hmm. liked these a lot. Yeah. Um, and I know you've read them too. Yeah, I like them a lot. I was talking to a customer this week. For example, Ruth Ware, mm-hmm. I think is somebody that a lot of people thought would be the next Gillian Flynn. Sure. She's putting out a lot of books. Like, yeah. I think minimum one a year. Mm-hmm. I loved Woman in Cabin 10. I And I think I liked her first one, which I believe was called In the Wood. I get confused. Mm-hmm. I think In a Dark, Dark Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I liked In a Dark, Dark Wood. I loved Woman in Cabin 10. Uh, Lion Game, uh, uh, another one that came out recently. I just felt kind of ambivalent about. I think Riley Sager is somebody who like is doing. It's not quite as um, mind bendy as Gillian Flynn. It's right. more campy, yeah. which I really like. Definitely. So Kelsey read Final Girls and was like, "This is not what I was expecting. Yeah. This was not sold to me as like kind of." camp very commercial it's kind of slasher like yeah yeah. it's definitely slasher and she was like i was expecting something a little more literary and she liked it yeah but it was not what she expected no and so don't go in thinking this is gillian flynn it is not ruth ware anything like that yeah um it is very commercial in in taste which as we talked about last week is not a bad thing yeah um it's just a different 
And I, I think I liked it just because Ruth Ware, I feel like I felt a little let down the past mm-hmm. couple of titles. And so Riley Sager feels like I know mm-hmm. I'm getting a fun, campy, yeah. can't put it down, I'll read it in one night, uh-huh. that kind of book. Yeah. So if that's what you're looking for, I think Riley Sager has proven himself. I think himself. Because it, it is a yeah, it's a it's, it's a, a pen, pen name, name, but I'm pretty sure I'm I think he's a I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure. So he's proven himself, I think, to be pretty yeah. reliable. Um and I'm very curious about last time I lied. It's good. Um I read it and I think my thought was um the protagonist is an idiot. Like mm. she made these horrible decisions. Mm-hmm. But then after I finished, I think I realized, wait a minute, maybe I'm supposed to think she made horrible decisions because that's what a horror movie is. Right. You're watching a series of bad decisions. Yes, just one bad <laughs> yeah. decision after another. And I thought, oh, it's intentional. Mm-hmm. He's doing that intentionally. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be baffled by her actions. The vibe I got from my play by play of Final Girls from Kelsey is kind of like one of the more realistic Dean Koontz novels. Okay. Where they're just, something like Velocity that's just kind of fast-paced, suspenseful fiction that's like very violent Mm -hmm. and doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about it too long. Yeah. Final Girls is super violent. I think Last Time I Lied is less violent. I liked it because it's set at a a summer camp. Uh And again, it makes no sense for this young woman in her 30s late 20s to go back to summer camp mm-hmm. where she witnessed her friends disappear mm-hmm. that makes zero sense right you have to like let that go it's like a horror movie right you just let it go and you let it take you and if you can do that then i think he's for you and if you don't think about it too much it's great that's right <laughs> and if you're a reader who can do that awesome kind of along those lines i wanted to mention my favorite um halloween book from last year was there's someone inside your house i remember that yeah so it's a young adult novel that's out in paperback this season which means it's perfect to like snag at your local bookstore um it is again like scream like you think you're kind of reading scream it takes place at a high school Mm -hmm. um slowly these kids start dying so again you have to want a book like that you don't want to think too much about high school students you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you kind of have to let this violent right uh, premise take you right. um, and if you aren't lots of suspension of disbelief that's right then you, this is not for you but it really did feel like if you like scream or if you enjoy the camp of those mm-hmm. 90s kind of mm-hmm. uh, horror movies and look I'm not even a horror movie fan but I do for nostalgia factor like scream mm-hmm. then I really wound up loving uh, there's someone inside your house. I thought it was really great. Really fun. Um, on that 90s theme, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago and got some Instagram feedback that I think we talked about last week. Um, but The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina yeah. um, is a comic series that's been collected as graphic novels, um, recently adapted into the Netflix property starring Kieran and Shipka that came out this week. Um, so excited. We're recording in the past, and so we have not watched it yet. Time Lords. Time Lords. Um, I maybe didn't give enough warning <laughs> for how actually scary this book is. Yeah. It's it's legitimately terrifying. Like it's it's dark magic, it's demonic, it's violent. Like if it, if those things are not for you, then they're not for you. So and that's great. I'm glad you prefaced that because <laughs> did I ever tell you so I do like scary movies, mm-hmm. but I like scary suspense. I don't necessarily like horror. Uh-huh. Um but I invited my cousins over several years ago to see Rosemary's Baby. That's right. I remember that. And you told me this, we but watched, please tell it again. <laughs> we watched it late at night. Mike, we all three were in the same bed. Jordan was out of town. Mm-hmm. So we're watching it like on a 13-inch tiny uh-huh. little TV. It was like DVD I bought from Walmart. 
my cousin, my youngest cousin is watching it, no problem, but her eyes are giant. My other cousin has her hands over her face. I am watching, like, almost like, should I be covering their <laughs> eyes, like a parent? And then the moment it ends, I rip that sucker out of the DVD player, and I'm like, come yeah. on. And we get in the, because it was an apartment complex, uh-huh. like a townhome complex. We go, and we walk out together and throw it in the dumpster, because I was like, this is not even going to be in my home. And so now <laughs> I'm getting the sense that I also would not want the Sabrina comic book in my home. Maybe. <laughs> Because, Maybe. Because um, and now I don't want that in my home because it's Roman Polanski. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's why I. Oh don't want yes, it. <laughs> Rosemary's Baby. I'm yeah. sorry. I that's was Sabrina. Sabrina. I was like, no. what? He's tied to this? No, he's not at all. Okay. Um, it's Roberto Aguirre Sacasa um, who wrote it, and I don't remember who the artist is, and I'm sorry. Um, but it's very, very good. It's okay. a great story, well told. It's just dark. Very dark. Which is how I also felt about Gillian Flynn's Dark Places. Sure. That is a book that I finished and was like, this is was great. Someone else can have this now. Like, back I to, didn't want it in my house. Back to Dean Koontz. I think I talked about this months ago, but I read this book called The Happening or The Taking or something like that. I don't remember. It was some noun-ing mm-hmm. um, by Dean Koontz when I was 17 or 18, and it scared the crap out of me. It was like aliens, but then also demons. And like, was it one or the other? I don't know. I tell you, it's stuff with demons. Like mm-hmm. I would, for example, we talked about this on the podcast. I watched The Witch the other yeah. night. I would never want to own that film. No. Like I'm glad it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't want it in my house. Yeah. Even though technically it's Black Phillip. Blame Malam. Of course. Um, I want to talk about true crime for just a hot yeah. second. So I hesitate because one th- like I like some true crime. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like we have maybe romanticized. And we're a little super saturated right now. Yes. And you feel a little weird. If you think about it, you feel a little weird. Because mm-hmm. these are real people right. who died horrific in a horrific manner. Right. Um, if you can get past all of that, or if that's okay with you, mm-hmm. um, then I think there are three great true crime books that I would recommend. Helter Skelter, which is the true story of the Manson murders, mm-hmm. which... Look, do you remember E! True Hollywood Story? Of course. Okay. I'm so glad. Sometimes I'm worried my references. Like, the older I get, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm leaving people behind. But no. E! True Hollywood Story did a great series on the Manson murders. I was obsessed with them. Helter Skelter is like the true crime book about um, those murders. Stranger Beside Me, mm-hmm. which is about the Ted Bundy murders. I read these last year around this time, and couldn't answer my door. I was so terrified. Right. Kelsey borrowed it after I yep. finished it. Um, it's another one of those books. It's in my office at the bookshelf because I don't want it in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a little superstitious. And you know what Charles Manson once said about Ted Bundy when asked about him in a prison no. interview, right? Um, I'm gonna Is this have a to, joke or No, it's a, it's a real thing. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were setting me up for like a rabbi. Um, no, it's a real thing. Charles Manson called Ted Bundy a poop butt. And said that he does not roll around with poop people like that. Can we please get an explicit rating now that you've used the word poop, poop butt? butt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my favorite thing. Um, there is a clip from the news on YouTube. Somebody <laughs> interviewed Charles Manson about Ted Bundy right after Bundy was executed. Please go Google um, that. It, it is clean. He does not say anything terrible. He literally like, says you poop are safe. butt. He literally says poop butt. And says that he does not roll around with poop people like that. <laughs> So, anyway. if you, like me and Chris, are interested in Charles Manson and his thoughts on Ted Bundy, then you might like Helter Skelter um, or The Stranger Beside Me. Mm-hmm. More recently, I think I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yes, Michelle McNamara. It was a great or option. McNamara, I never had to say that. Yeah. And then the last one I was going to recommend isn't 
true crime. It's fictional true crime, and it's a okay. one. It's one I recommended on the podcast a few weeks ago. It's called "Are You Sleeping?" Right. The reason I like it is because if you sometimes feel a little weird about your obsession, or if, like, like I know so many of my friends love um, my favorite murder, the mm-hmm. podcast. I really liked, like, I like the premise of that mm-hmm. podcast, but I listened to it the first few times and I couldn't really get into it sure. because the way they talk about yeah. crime is so humorous. It's like fan culture. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of, it was a little too weird for me. Sure. Um, but I think if those types of podcasts, the first season of Serial, mm-hmm. um, if those are appealing to you, then I think Are You Sleeping is great because it tackles it's a fictional story that tackles what happens when a podcast investigates a true crime story. Which is, it, it's kind of an American vandal yes, thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So Are You Sleeping isn't a great, in my opinion, thriller or suspense, mm-hmm. but it is a great social commentary yeah. on our obsession with true crime. Yeah. So I really think that would be a good seasonal book too. Absolutely. Um, any seasonal TV or movies that you and Jordan have been into? Um, so we watched The Witch, obviously. Mm-hmm. We watched um uh the ritual which, which I, one's that i do not recommend necessarily we watched it last night it's okay. on netflix i can't tell now i sometimes can't tell if something's a netflix original or if it's netflix bought it from netflix. great britain right so this one is a british movie interestingly the whole time i was like why does this guy look so familiar did you watch downton at all yeah um remember the evil butler on down Abbey? oh yeah thomas 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 is in this movie only oh. looking like a modern man. And so it very much Weird. threw me off. Um, but it's about this group of... I loved the premise. Jordan and I both agreed. Premise was great. Mm-hmm. Execution was great until it got real weird at mm. the end. Because so, I sometimes like my... I like my horror movies realistic. Sure. So these guys, like, they lose their friend tragically. And so they go on this hike to... Um, kind of commemorate his life okay. and then when they go of course they make a series of horrible decisions right. they go on this hike because in Sweden that's right and so the whole time I'm like yelling at them like they go off the map they mm-hmm. go off the trail come on they decide to go in the forest why are you going in the it's forest it's like you've never seen a horror yeah. movie <laughs> yes and so they go in the forest and then they start seeing these like I guess kind of witchcraft symbols and then it just becomes actually you might like it because you know more about mythology than I do mm. Actually, anyone knows more about mythology than I do, let me be clear. But I know a particular amount. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so it really talks about, it because it's in Sweden, it's a Norse god. Okay. And so Jordan was like, you know what it is? It's like Lost, and then when Lost got a little weird, uh-huh. and like a polar bear shows up. I gotcha. Okay, so that's kind of what the ritual is like. Like, I thought... The premise was great, and I'm much more here for like deliverance style survival. Sure. Like I yeah. looked at Jordan, I was like, "Was this deliverance in Sweden? Like I'm here for it." <laughs> but it's not. It's not deliverance in Sweden. There's Instead a of dueling band, just like <laughs> dueling hurricane food. And... <laughs> so anyway, um, that's one that we have watched recently. We also started um, the. It's not the house. Is it the house on Haunted Hill? It's a yeah, Shirley okay. Jackson. Um, Haunting at Hill House. Yes. Okay, yeah. I was looking at that last night. Is it okay? okay? Okay, we watched the first episode, and I felt meh. People whose trust I taste on Twitter have raved about it. Okay. And then it gets better every episode. Okay, so I told Jordan, I think we need to at least try episode two. Okay. Because it does feel like a commitment. They're not 30-minute episodes. They're an hour. Oh, uh, okay. And so I don't want to keep watching that, them. That changes things. It does. <laughs> so I told Jordan, let's give it a second try. Like, let's give episode two a try. Because it wasn't bad. Right. Um... I just, I like a scare, mm-hmm. and it gave me a couple of jumps, but mm-hmm. I couldn't, like, 
So I'm going to try episode two. Okay. I also want to try this. Yeah. Um, and how scary was episode one? I didn't think very. Okay. Um, did you and Kelsey try? I don't think it's scary. Have you tried Maniac yet? No, I haven't. God, it's so With weirdest. Jonah Hill yeah. and... Yeah. I watched the first episode and Who was, was like... It? Is it Emma? It's Emma Stone. Anyway, I, I don't really know if that qualifies as Halloween because we only watched one episode. Right. Um, and it's more like techno horror. Yeah, it's weird. Like Black Mirror it's kind of horror. Yeah, it's yeah. super strange. Um, in the vein of Black Mirror, we found this Canadian-British show for teens called Creeped Out on Netflix. Is it good? It's exactly what you think it is. Okay. In that, like, no, I mean, it's yeah. not good, but it's really fun to watch. Okay. Um, highly recommend if you just want, like, very mildly creepy. Okay. But otherwise, just like morality tales for children. Okay. Um, I like it. All right. I might want to try that. We went and saw at the Tallahassee Museum a couple weeks ago. Now I'm going to get confused. What is the one where there are zombies? Night of the Living Dead. Uh-huh. We went and saw that. Have you watched that recently? Yes. Last year. Well, it has... Lots of racial overtones? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like we, Intentionally, I yes, think. I, well, I certainly hope so. Yeah. But it was interesting to now watch it in a public, like not by yeah. myself, but to watch it in a public arena and for the ending to occur the way it occurs and for the whole audience to be like, what? What? Like, yeah. <laughs> like this is too close to home. It's Christian like, in yeah. a really terrifying way. Yeah. Um, the horror of the end of the movie is like actual social horror yes. and not the monster yes. that you thought it was. That's right. Um, I think it's, it's, it's really good. I was about to say it holds up. Like it I'm really not does. saying don't watch it, but you no, forget absolutely. if you haven't watched it in a while, you forget the the social undertone yeah. of it for sure. I know who who the pet guys really yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are the real monsters? Yes. Yeah, it's a great film. It is really great. Um, well, stay safe out there, everybody. <laughs> uh, don't get razor blades in your candy. What do they say? Oh, they say on what is that podcast I just was talking about? My favorite murder: mm-hmm. Stay sexy, don't get murdered. That's my life motto. We should, I should be clear. We're not stealing that. We're no. just saying it. And I, and I credited them. Yes. And it has quotation marks TM, around it. TM, copy. TM, 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 TM. is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you, as always, to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album, Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content, check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also check out our website at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. Real quick, I just want to preface this by we're reading Halloween books in story time. So if you're looking for kid-friendly Halloween books, Mm. Eat Pete is excellent. I'm going to talk about it in a second. Goodnight Goon is really fun. Okay. And um, Boo to You Too. Those are my three kind of favorites. But we're reading Eat Pete. 
which is about this monster okay. who shows up at Pete's house. Oh no. And all he wants to do, unfortunately, is eat Pete. Okay. And Pete wants him to play with him. Right. So they play together, whatever. I won't spoil it. But I ask the children, what would you do if a monster came to your window? I love asking these kinds of questions because mm -hmm. children logic is my favorite kind of logic. Absolutely. And so this little girl, it's very funny though to ask these kinds of questions in the South. Right. <laughs> so this little girl with this very, like she's got this giant bow in her hair and she's got this deep Southern accent. I call my daddy in there to come kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rich. Honk honk. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week.